What's shaking, Bone Shaker? What's up, Clutch? Did I catch you off guard with that one? No. All right, good. <laughs> Welcome to building up to it. I don't know what episode it is. Episode 174, I think. Uh, at least that's what it, it says is, up on the it, top. It, it is. It does, it does say that up at the top. I don't even know if you could see that. I didn't even know I could see that. It's 174, the episode from two weeks ago. Congratulations. You're getting this one right now. It's not live, but it will be later tonight. <laughs> this week on Where Have All the Co-Hosts Gone? Slash this week on Invite the Fans of the Show to be hosts of the show. So then, therefore, what really is the show? <laughs> It's Bone Shaker. He's back. He has internet. For now. For now. What's shaking? Uh, well. That's the name I, of your podcast, by the way. I, along with every other patriotic American, had to pay taxes this year. What about and the rent? I w it wasn't a new experience for me, but... Given the amount of success my stores had compared to previous years, um, yeah, it was kind of eye-opening. It was kind of like, I'm like, wow, like, you can actually make money doing this. <laughs> of course, uh, the, the plague of the 21st century has kind of helped that a little bit. But um, that's, basically, that's basically it for me. Riveting. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I first got 1099 in 2012, I think. That I don't remember how much it was for, but it was over the threshold. And I'll tell you this. Uh, Stripe has never sent me anything. And I've made enough on BrickLink with Stripe payments, the credit card processor that they use, that I should have gotten something. Yeah. Last year, the year before, this year, but I've never gotten anything. I, I, I declare all that stuff as if I had got a 1099 from them, but they've just never sent me one. So maybe, maybe that's that's the the BrickLink life hack. There is turn off PayPal and only take Stripe payments. <laughs> I don't. Can you even do that? Can you do I don't know. Stripe but not PayPal on BrickLink? I don't know. It'd be nice. I think you're covering your butt, though, by declaring it. So uh, if the government ever comes to you and says, hey, you owe us money, you'd be like, well, I've been telling you I owe you money and nobody's ever done anything about it. I mean, at least you're at least you're uh, acting in good faith, I would say, if, by declaring if, it. If I just ignored that swath, uh, I feel like everything would be real lopsided. Yeah, as far as my my sheets go, so I just, I, I I'm anticipating a ten and nine, so I included as if I did get one, but right. And I yeah. I searched up and down that website. They are not hiding one for me, and I just don't know how to access it. Right. I think well, I they thought my ten ninety nine email you as well. I thought my ten ninety nine would come from Bricklink, uh, because they that's where the business is done. But it's it's PayPal. It's whatever. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert on it. I would say it's whatever the transactions are through the, the monetary transactions. Um, because it's not like eBay sends you one. Yeah. It's, it's from 
PayPal or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, whoever's acting as the intermediary. Yeah, so I get, I get uh, PayPal, I get Square for my retail store, I get uh, Amazon for I I sell the shirts on there. Yeah. So uh, which I not, bought, by the way. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> it's not much, but and I'm also pretty sure that Amazon doesn't have a minimum. They're just like, no, you made a dollar, you're getting one of these. Yeah, because it's. I don't think I would have qualified for one if it had the same thresholds as the other processors. Amazon's just like, nope, everyone. Yeah, well, um, Amazon has reached like imperial status. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna regulate you because just because it's just they they don't have time to be picking up little scraps here and there. Oh, this guy only did this, and this guy only. They're like, no, we're just gonna blanket it. It's easy, you sure, know. I, and I, so, I appreciate that. I think it's the right move. I um I also get I get one from Toy Pro because I I do the U.S. induction of the um of uh, Bricklink stores in in Europe and they pay me for my my deeds so uh, they ten ninety nine me as a person almost like I ten ninety nine ten ninety nine my employees at the store my um what do they call them your teenagers. <laughs> it's it's no it's they changed it it's it's not a 1099 miscellaneous anymore it's a 1099 nec non-employee compensation so it it's the same form but they renamed it this year which believe me they let me know about it <laughs> they re- renamed it so i had to i had to do like 10 10 of those and then you have to file them with a 1096 which is a summation of your 1099s. Fun stuff. I really, I really <laughs> should be doing it digitally, but I'm, I'm an idiot, and I, I request all the documents from the IRS, and then they mail them to me, but then they short me, and then I have to order them again, and then I, f- I fill them all out, fifteen well, sheets thick of carbon paper. And don't I you have a CPA? Them. Don't you pay a CPA to help you with those? All this I stuff? do, but uh, I don't think that's part of it. Uh, it's my job to give my employees that. I mean, he probably could do it, but uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, he he's a little in the wind with uh with the pandemic. Like uh, last, because if I had gotten my taxes done quick last year, it would have been fine. But I didn't, and like my appointment was in April last year, and it was just like a just leave your documents outside the door. And hit the doorbell, and then, and then we'll come out, and then leave, and we'll come out, and we'll get them, and I'll, I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> I used to have to sit in there. He could make a lot more money if he just worked faster and saw more clients. Yeah, but instead, maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. But instead, I, I, in the olden days, I would sit in his office for like. Two hours sometimes, while he uh, slowly, slowly did the did taxes. The ta- There's an echo, and he told me all these like weird exploits of his youth, and I'm like, this is beyond personal. I don't need to hear any of this. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it here because I wouldn't get fifty three cents on this video if I told you about the things he's told me. <laughs> Maybe he's maybe he's just a lonely number cruncher, and he needs I, somebody to talk to. Maybe you're like a therapist. I, yeah, <laughs> you just don't know it. You should be charged in. <laughs> it's, it's definitely 
uh, like a show I could see on one of the streaming services where it's 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 a CPA who who treats his clients as his therapist and I just want like does he tell all of his clients all of these stories every time am I special for some reason I don't know but that was last year I just dropped it off and then he called me to ask me some questions and that was that and then he mailed me back all the stuff and instructions on what to what checks to write and what to ship where and then this year I got all I got all my stuff together and I emailed them about like all right so do I drop it off what do you want and he hasn't gotten back to me yet I got time still <laughs> um, I'm also the idiot that goes can't order those documents from the IRS until January first now you I could order the the next year's documents right now if I wanted to right <laughs> whatever I'm just bad at that I, I didn't get my ten out of nines out until like mid-february they're due january 31st whatever they're, they're gonna arrive late somewhere in in uh in harrisburg and 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 they're gonna be like well, yeah we'll take more money is the post office still backed up I've, I've heard it is but then some people are i don't I mean, know man people got their mail quick for me some people like the 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 stop is when i get to the post office because i don't I don't get stuff and mail it every day. I usually actually hit it on the weekends. Usually, there's new there's new developments in this saga. Like we got a whole bunch of snow last month. Yeah, or, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> we oh well, the 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 world got a bunch of snow. I don't know. We got a bunch of snow, and these customers and the Southwest just don't understand what that means. And normally, we're really good with a lot of snow. The problem is with the increased online sales of of the last few years and if you get enough snow that x percent of employees at a sorting facility can't make it in to work that day not that the facility closes just it's short staffed because people can't get there even if there is perfectly fine it, it just all falls behind. So there was, I thought I was through the worst of it with the, the things from December, early December, I think is when it really got bad. Yeah. I thought I was through it. And then it all starts popping up again for like February 10th or so. Yeah. Is, is I guess when the shortage happened. So I'm getting all these messages from all these people. And I, I'm like, I thought I was through this. I'm like, look, man, we got snow. And most of them say we we understand that you got snow, but where's my package? And I think it's all worked out now. I just I just kind of tell them all the same thing, but I don't I don't pursue any of them. Like they're all like, you need right. to, you you need to send a tracer on this package. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And, <laughs> and no, it's like what are we sending a bounty hunter out for? <laughs> Call the dog. <laughs> Look, here's the way I see it. <laughs> Dog <laughs> Here's the way I see it. If if the post office, ha- if USPS has the package, and I gave it to them, and it's moved at all, like it's no longer in the post office next to my store, it's moved somewhere, it's in their hands, and things are happening. Even yeah. if it's under a pile, it's going to be processed. 
requesting that they trace the package, what's that going to tell them? They're going to be like, well, as the tracking said, it is in fact here. Yeah. It, how is that going to improve anything? If they were at the if they were at the point where they had the ability to process it on to the next facility, they would do so. But they're not. So it sits. Yeah. I I don't know. I just feel kind of helpless when I know I've done everything I can do and it's not enough. The the problem I'm having now is that when I sell posters on eBay, I ship them in tubes. Well, USPS does not handle tubes very well. I have more posters that just don't reach their destination than any sort of box or bubble mailer. I don't understand. Are they rolling away? Where are they rolling to? How do they handle square boxes? Because you can put it in a tube and then put it into a square box. like I know, and pay a lot more in postage and (laughs) a lot more in packing material. I... When I used to, here's the, the hack, the old hack. When I used to, when I used to send posters internationally, you put the poster in a tube, you put the tube in a bubble mailer, and then you can send it as like a large envelope instead of some sort of rigid vessel like a box. Right. Even and and you can send it as documents because it's a poster. I guess <laughs> that's what I used to do, but I really don't send many posters internationally more because the ebay global shipping program and all that but i've considered like should i just start putting the tubes into a number five bubble mailer and sending them out like that will they get there will they get there and it's going to weigh more it's going to cost twice the amount of envelope like i'm paying for the tube and i'm paying for the bubble mailer I just wish they could ship my tubes better. The, the tubes, whole country's man. going down the tubes. <laughs> uh, that must be the tubes they're always talking about. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. I I stopped using those scan forms because I just it's it's like an OCD thing where you can print the form that will represent all of the packages that you shipped out up until that moment that weren't on the last form you printed, but also haven't been scanned at all by them. But when do you, when do you draw that line? That's, I, I, I don't want to print the form when, if I'm going to print more stuff, then I'm going to have another form, and I'm going to give them this stack of barcodes to scan. It'd be, it'd be a lot cleaner if, let's say... Uh, Let's say I, I get Walmart status and I have all my orders are pulled on the overnight shift by the overnight workers. And then I come in in the morning and I print the one form that that totals all the stuff that was printed and shipped overnight. It's cleaner that way. It's like it's all in there and there won't be any more until the next time around. But that's not how it works. The mailman picks up three to four times a day from my store, and I get kids after school pulling orders most days a week. So there's no good way for me to print as few forms as possible. There's no efficiency to it. So I stopped doing it. Plus, the mail's been pretty good since, I don't know, mid-January, late January. Yeah. And that's that concludes our uh, USPS talk. Didn't think we'd be there again, but now there you go. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's informative, you know, 
other stores, other people, maybe this is helpful. Maybe this, I know you're big on, does this help anybody in any way? Maybe it does. If you talk about, I'm a huge store and this is the problems I encounter, you know, as being, as being a high, you know, seller and everything like that. Maybe the little stores are like, maybe it gives them a heads up for what they're going to encounter the more and more they grow. Or maybe they're just like, Oh, you know, I, I never thought of doing this or doing that, you know, because he talked about it. Maybe there's a, a smaller gimmick driven store that only ships all their orders as tubes because it's like, check it out. Brick tubes. Yeah. Get your orders in a tube. It's such a novelty, and they're like, "Why are all my packages not making it?" <laughs> I got to change that name and re- rethink my efforts. <laughs> he seems to think that tubes aren't making it to their destination as well as anything but tubes. <laughs> Damn my gimmick! <laughs> oh well. I, I for for a hot second, I did think oh, years ago about like, what if I had some product that was just Lego in a tube and it like, you could open it like, like a Pillsbury product where it just pops and it just, just goes up. everywhere. <laughs> like what if I could sell bulk in a tube and you just start pulling away the cardboard and then it's like bricks. <laughs> uh, they'd never make it because USPS can't ship tubes. Or maybe no, it'd be like uh, one of those, Joke peanut brittle cans where you open it and the snake pops out, only you open it and the Lego pops out everywhere. It's like, good luck finding all that shit. It's under the couch now. <laughs> you will step on this. Uh, so, I guess the biggest event for me lately is I, I've been wanting to look at a new storefront. Yeah, how's that going? Move, try to move to a new spot and I've got no real experience with this and sometimes I get hesitant to to put myself out there but I know that I, I should do this and I should gain this experience and it wasn't until that one warm day after like six snows on top of each other where everything started melting including all the snow on top of my building and just i come into the store and i've got two employees there before me and they're like yes there was a leak and all of the like 300 plus dollar sets on the top shelf in in that area are all water damaged now i was like cool none of those are mine none of them are mine all of them are are crinkly now hope people don't mind that that th- really put the, the fire under my that ass. alone is reason for you to move to a different space uh just the uh just uh i don't have to worry about i don't have to worry about this tarp shit anymore or this leaky roof i think that'll make you feel like it'll be a pain in the butt moving stores but after you do it and you're like maybe six months into there you'll be like You'll be like, oh yeah, I was like, why didn't, why didn't I do this sooner? It's you know, it's taking a worry off my mind, you know. There was there was a legitimate cave in in um in part of the roof in the warehouse. It's it's if you look if you go in the warehouse and you look up at the ceiling in the, the rafters and like the the corrugated metal ceiling, uh, there's 
the he- the one side where it looks like yeah, that's a pretty good looking ceiling. And the other side where it's like this should probably be replaced. I don't think I intentionally did this, but when I moved into there and I had to pick what section of the warehouse I wanted to to claim as my own, it's all underneath the good ceiling. I'm in the good spot. The the one of the metal plates just kind of buckled in the spot that I'm not in and just a bunch of the insulation rust nonsense that's between the metal plates and the, uh, I'm sure, three feet of tar that is the roof just gave in. So there's just like all this rusty metal falling in and, and not in my section, which is good because I don't know if the tarp can handle that much weight on it. I did. I have recently had to push. I've got this, these two big extra PVC pipes from from the vaulting of the tarp. And I had I take them and I have to push the water off of the tarp. Yeah, which is the tarp's job. It's yeah. doing a great job, but I'll see it sagging in the one spot and be like, "Oh, I need to address that." So I I'm over there with two PVC pipes, kind of just walking the water like this. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty fun. And then I just hear it splash off the edge onto um, not my stuff, <laughs> but it's not on the tarp anymore. That's that's my life. So I I called I called the uh, the realty the uh, the real estate company for uh, I guess this the whole complex. This it's a strip with anchors and everything, but it's no it's not a mall. It's just a strip. And yeah. I I called them, and as soon as I called them, and they're like forty five minutes away is where their headquarters is, and. It's like, oh, how specific am I going to have to get? Are they going to be like, not even in state? I, don't, I didn't know. When, well, as soon as I called them, I was like, I don't even know where they are. How how much do I have to tell them about the spot I'm looking at? And do I know all the information? Like, do I need to know what the address of this place is? Because I don't, I don't know where it is, but I don't know the unit number in this. Yeah. Year. And you don't have like the MLS ID. Yeah. Because you're not a realtor. Yeah. So I... <laughs> I started describing it, and it all worked out because they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's we we know." <laughs> but, yeah, they know everything. They've got it all in computer. <laughs> but they um, so I I've never done this. So they ask me all these questions about my business, and it it makes sense because they have to. I guess they have to see if there's a conflict with if I was uh, a certain type of business, and there's another business in that strip already that is the same type of business they might have some i don't know the word uh they might have some rights where nobody else that similar yeah and non-compete um yeah so i understand i have to tell them where i am now uh, what i do and and then i they said they said they would send me um they got my email address and they would send me the layout of the strip and it was literally like google maps of just here's the thing and they had like little outlines of it of all the units and they had the ones that were vacant highlighted i'm like i know this i even told you which one it was and i was like i could tell them yes let's, <laughs> you, should let me... tell, you should tell them it's like it's like hey this isn't a cart in the mall that i'm selling like a lot of <laughs> I could, I got, uh, I got proactive. I could tell them, 
yes, I'd like to go see it. When when can we see it? Or I could be like, I want to see it on this day at this time. Does that work for you? Just one more step. And I did that. And he didn't get back to me for a week and a half. Uh, I sent like three more emails about it. And finally, he got back to me about when we could see it. And then on the night before, he's like, I don't know where the key is. Like, the the, the on-site maintenance guy is out for family reasons or whatever, so I don't know. I can't get the key. How about tomorrow? Like, okay. I just want to see this place. So I go there. Um, it's great, but I really have no frame of reference. Right. It's... Is this the only place you've looked at? Yeah. Okay. I need to see other places, but do you? Is this guy your realtor, or do you have your own realtor? No, I don't have anybody. This is the the guy that handles all the units in this strip. Okay, it's the comp. It's the the firm that this strip uses to get everything leased. Okay, I've seen other strips all have their own companies. There's this one is um, I don't know what they're called. West something. And then Westfield. I don't know, man. You, <laughs> Sorry. Make me look up this picture you don't have to look it up. I just thought you said West, and I was like Westfield. Because, because, like, I already called them, so why would I keep the number? I probably the, the reason. I did the know. reason why I came up with Westfield is Westfield is a large mall owner throughout the United States. They actually own um, a lot of malls around here, and they have their sticky fingers everywhere. So sticky fingers. <laughs> Let's see. Do I? You got. You finna make me look this up. You don't have to. I just I asked you a simple it. question. You can just, tell me no. I'm telling a story. It's Shut up. It's not even in my trash. <laughs> my trash. I should empty it. It's not even in there. I don't know what they're called, but uh, they handling it. I don't really feel like I need. If I were to just see the place, rent the place, I don't really need a realtor for that. But if I wanted a realtor to find me several options i could do that too but and i was telling um telling one of the customers at my at my store that i talked to about this that as much as i appreciate the the idea of the realtor does all this works because you're don't you don't have time to yeah, yeah i get yeah. that I, I i'm all bored for that idea in most aspects but as i said i got no experience in this and i would like to have that notch in my belt that like I found a place I saw some places I signed this lease right now I'm paying the guy that I rent the place with he's on the lease I pay him I'm like subletting from this place okay. and I, I want to graduate to the whose name's on this document yeah I get it you, you want to put your big boy pants on I get it I do the pants <laughs> I need to wear them yeah uh, yeah, and there's some other strips, and what I want to do next is I want to call about this other one that is is in my phone still because I, I I have a photo of of the big old poster in in the window of this one spot that I took in 2019. Uh, it's still empty. I went there the other day, and it's still empty, but it's the same square footage. It's one town over, so I want to call them. Not that I'm interested in it because the strip's not as good, but I want to know. You're looking for good traffic for your retail? Who isn't? 
Yeah. Right. Well, so <laughs> no, I would. I'm looking for as little traffic as possible. Like, I don't want anyone to know I'm there. It's I think I think I wouldn't like mean. Right now, my mindset is not on opening a, re, a brick and mortar retail space where people can walk in and, OK, we're not going to buy anything, you know, that, that sort of thing. But uh, right now, I love that. I, now, I, kids, we're just looking. Today. Yeah, we're just looking. Just the fuck out. <laughs> I, I, I imagine that with you standing behind the co- corner, uh, behind the counter with that look on your face, just uh, like, well, ha- luckily with the uh, with the pandemic, you can't see most of my face. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I look I look at my my basement and I would I've my wife is very very forgiving, very good. I mean, she's pretty much let much let me run amok down there and I've commandeered most of the basement for myself. She had a little corner. I pushed her out of that. Now she's she's over by the boiler and it's absolute chaos. And she just, well, it's nice in the she, winter though. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she just, I, I, I've, I've routed her from it and it's unfair, but she's let me do it. And um, she, I think, I think she probably wouldn't if I wasn't making some money doing it, but I'm proving that this is, you know, worthwhile in some capacity. Well, you, you wouldn't be looking for retail space. You'd be looking for um, like mixed use or industrial yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I Hell, would, even I, like, even like a, an indoor climate controlled storage unit that has electric in it. So yeah. you just go in there, close the door behind you and yeah. work in there as if it's an office. I'm sure there's laws where you can't use a, a big storage unit at, as a place of business, but you could do yeah. it anyway. Just be like, I'm moving shit around for eight hours. Yeah, that that's I, I basically I've actually um my my wife is a country girl. She she basically grew up in a, a river town in Illinois and she, she's used to farms and things she's like that. River people. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a city boy. I actually grew up in Chicago. I've moved further and further out to the burbs throughout my life, but I I grew up in Chicago uh, for the better part of my life. And um, when I moved out to the burbs, it wasn't it wasn't country in any way. It was you know it was an apartment complex or whatever. So I've recently told her I think I would like to move out to the country, and she's like, "I'm so surprised by this. You want to move out to the country, and you know." get a few acres and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I want to move somewhere where there's no building laws and neighbors can't tell me what I can and can't do. And then I can just pour a concrete slab and I can just buy some connexes and hook them up with heat and electric and just run a brickling store out of multiple connexes. <laughs> like, you there's, know. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's um, a couple, I know a couple brickling stores that have, yeah, I know at least three, that have just made their own outbuilding. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think. I'm like, I'm like, you you see all these people with like, oh, container homes and everything like that. And I'm like, well, I'm not against a container home, but like a regular home is fine, you know, just like a regular, you know, bedroom and kitchen and, you know, all that stuff. But um, I'm like, if I just poured a slab and I threw down a couple containers, you know, and cut out the walls and everything and hooked everything up, and then if the store, if I need any more space, pour more concrete slab, buy another container, put it next to it, make it litter, make the Lego store 
that you're running literally a Lego store where you can just keep building blocks on top of it. <laughs> Eventually, your wife comes out and goes, when's this going to end? And I'm like, never. When are we going to two stories? <laughs> These are the kind of things I think about when I'm bouncing down the road in the middle of the night. These are the thoughts <laughs> I have. <laughs> Well, I want to call this other spot because it's the same square footage. I just want to know what the cost of that one is, what the rent there is. Because as much as I want to believe the one I've looked at so far is like right at the the average for what that kind of space goes for in this area. Right. I shouldn't just take the word for it. I should see what other spaces... uh, in the in the same square footage cost whether i like them or not because i don't want to say yes and then find out that um it just happens yeah. to be the most expensive spot around or something yeah you don't want to find out you're paying two thousand a month and everywhere else around you is paying 500 and you'd be like yeah. god damn <laughs> if only those were um realistic estimates yeah <laughs> I'm just throwing out numbers to make it look foolish if you took the first thing. <laughs> the 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 rent at this spot is it's about what I thought it was, but it's also like three to four times what I pay right now in rent. Uh, but it's gonna get a lot more traffic, supposedly. It the uh, roof's not caving. Won't in. have any leaks in the roof, <laughs> supposedly. It is. It is a it is what half half again yeah half again bigger it's three thousand square feet right now I'm using about two thousand square feet that's half again bigger um I think the most upsetting thing about this one is that there's a front door and a back door and they're both just doors there's nothing larger so move in is gonna be terrible oh, oh so there's like not like stud, a it's not like a garage door. No, no, no oh. roller, no extra height, no double door. Even my stud walls, there's no way to get them in. You have to like take them apart, yeah, unscrew them, get them through the door, rescrew them back together. That sounds awful. Yeah, because they're they're done. They're made, and they're too. They're you. You have too much money invested in them to just like say, oh, I'll just rebuild new ones. Uh, you know? It's not that I have too much money in them. It's just I I don't want to have to pay somebody yeah. to make new ones in the new space. Like these already exist. What am I supposed to yeah. do with them? Like abandon them? Or it's been suggested to me that I, I I bring them and I save them for when I eventually expand and need more. But in the meantime, make fresh ones at the new store to load up. But uh, what am I gonna? Put four giant stud walls. Yeah, I'm gonna use. I agree. I agree. I think. I think you should. I think you should make the decision on whatever makes your life easier. I just. I I hate the idea that they're gonna have to somewhat be taken apart just to get them in the building. I was. I was hoping for some sort of larger entrance in the back because it's. It's a retail store, and it's um. I guess I'm spoiled, but right now, because I'm in a warehouse that has that dock height yeah, with a big old roller door, I'm a, I'm a little bit spoiled in that, because this place is, you, you open the back door, and it's just like the rear parking lot. Like, that's where dumpsters live. 
That's where employees park. <laughs> There's not. I, there might that's be. That's where the like homeless a, guy urinates. <laughs> <laughs> that's shout out to Cincinnati. Um, there, there might be like a four-inch curb step down from the the door to the asphalt. But there might also not be. It might just be oh, walk right out. There's a door. You gotta have to write on it what you are, or else you're blind from the back door. Uh, but that was a little upsetting to know that there's no way to get anything large in there. It makes me question how anything gets in there, as far as any like a new store would be moving in or an old store moving out. Because this spot, it was a payless. Uh, when it was open, so and they did the thing where they try to sell all the fixtures, but uh, that didn't work so well. So it's yeah. got most of a payless in it still. So it's and still got all the fixtures left over. It's got it's got some of them. Okay. They're not they're not in great shape. Are they? Got, would they be useful to you, or are they just some to of them would be? Like think a so think of a shoe store, and they've got yeah. all the slanted shelves where the shoes yeah. are at an angle. What if those were all shoe boxes for massive sorting? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> well, no, I don't. With... I don't need a whole payless worth of them, but I probably would save some of them. It's got a full register with a full, like a full counter. Sorry, with a full register and a yeah. card swipe and all that. Like that's all still there. That's like yeah, full retail boat. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was surprised to see the whole register there. I don't know that I would use it because I've kind of got accustomed to just a tablet and square. Yeah, but. It's all there. You, know, you could keep the register, make you look professional, and then just do it all on your tablet and everything. Have and the tablet, like, like, this is like this is just for ambiance. The tablet is just taped to the screen of the register. Just tapping yeah. that on top of the. I could probably just flip it on Marketplace or something. Or tell, like, come or get tell, this register. Or tell people, oh, this doesn't work. It's built out of Lego. And when they go, really? <laughs> um, I was surprised because. I don't know if I'm just a pessimist enough, but yeah, I are. thought I thought for sure you say, yes, sign me up. Here's the money. Put me on the lease. They go, all right, it's yours. Figure it out. First step, get a big-ass dumpster and get rid of all the stuff that's in the store. No, they, they will clear the store out for you yeah. if you sign the lease. That yeah, was but they're not going to do the work unless they have the money. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine, but I was certain that they'd be like, you bought it, now figure it out. I was very surprised to hear that they would gut the place for me. Um, And I was like, well, I could probably use some of this stuff. And they uh, they liked the idea of not having to throw all of it away. Of course. You could, uh, I would have, I would have, I would have used a different tact. I would have been like, if they're like, oh, well, we can, we can gut this place for you. You'd be like, well, uh. If you didn't gut it, if I did that work, would there be a discount? And see if you could get a discount on, like, you know, the first the year's rent. You know, and then just, you just keep everything there. Use it, like you said, for all your shoe boxes and everything. And then when you eventually leave in 10, 20 years or whatever. Like, you know all that shit? That, yeah, I just left it there. It's like, good luck now. <laughs> <laughs> so everything seemed fine. It's um, I had I had a whole list of questions I brought with me. Some of them were just, I didn't really need to ask these questions. It's just, if you don't ask, you don't know. And I didn't know any of it for certain. So I wanted to ask all these questions, no matter how incessant they were. And 
And I got all the answers. They were able to answer everything on my list, which I was kind of surprised. The one thing... So right now I'm open three days a week. And they were kind of dumbfounded by that. Because <laughs> this this is a retail spot. And they're like, well, you'll want to be open more than three days a week. You have to pay the rent. And I'd be like, don't you know I do most of my business online? And they're like, yeah, but you're paying for this spot. You should be open. And they, they said, probably want it to be open because if if you're open and active and there's traffic in the yeah, in the course. shopping center, then it's easier for them to rent out the rest of the spaces. They can go look at all the business that's already here. All this traffic could be yours yeah. too. You know, they don't yeah. want to hear. It's like no, I'm just I'm just going to black out the windows and sit here in the dark. That doesn't help them. <laughs> yeah. And there's other zoning types for businesses like that. Like yeah. The one I'm in right now you don't have to be open to the public at all. It, it's not necessarily a retail spot. In fact, they're it's not, not going to require spot. you to have a phone, are they? You know, I was just <laughs> talking about that today. I, I said to one of my employees, I said, imagine someday when, when I find out that it's actually illegal for a, uh, a, a business <laughs> To not the have a physical phone. location to not have a registered phone number, and I get like fined for not having a phone. <laughs> Am I gonna fight that? Am I gonna be like, no, I will not have a phone number. Don't call me. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't need to have a phone. I don't. I don't want a phone number there. I think we're beyond that as a society. Yeah. Stop yeah. calling people. I'm. I'm. When I see overhead phone lines, I get why they're there i get the history and everything like that but i'm like i'm like can't we tear all these down now these are these are an eyesore do we have to look at all these do we really need a telegraph line I never, running uh, all yeah, the I way never, down the railroad tracks <laughs> i never looked at it that way that's an interesting way to look at it i, I had just, uh we they I, expanded um the u.s highway that ran through joliet and i was working at target at the time i was working in the back room and they were expanding it, and they had these big ass telephone poles out by out by the U.S. Highway. And um, I have this shared um, uh, stigmata with a lot of people of having worked at Target for some amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a, a stain that we all have that we can never erase. Yeah, but um, I was I was there, and they were they were starting to do work and everything like that. There was this restaurant that got torn down that they rebuilt a new shopping center in its place or whatever. And there were these old ladies that did the floor at this target. And they're like, well, I don't know how they're going to expand the U S how, how they're going to expand it. They can't take any further than the telephone poles are. And I was just like, you know, a telephone pole can be moved. Right. And they argued with me because I was, you know, I, at the time I was like 28 or something and they were, I don't know, a hundred so they felt they knew more than me. And I was like, I was like, there's nothing permanent. I was like, they're not, they're not drilled into the core of the earth. They're just logs that they, that they put there in the first place. If you put it there, you can take it down. I tried to explain this breaks? to them. You ever see them replace one that breaks? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. You ever see a truck hit one and knock it all over? It's like, that's what happens. So no less, no less than a week later, guess what they did? They yanked up those telephone poles. They moved them back by like 20, 25 feet. And 
now the now the highway that runs through there instead of two lanes it's it's four lanes and it's like it's like yeah see it's like they'll push that they'll push those telephone poles all the way back into your house now if that happened now i would be like why do you why even put the telephone poles back up like have you seen elon musk's rockets land like have you seen the technology we're at? Like every time I see that, I think they're somebody's fucking with me. They're they're clearly running a videotape in reverse to trick me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like I'm like, and then it's like think about it, if you had to explain to somebody, it's like that uh that scene in Tron where he's explaining to his dad what Wi-Fi is. And his dad's like, "Oh, I came up with that in 1980." It's like, yeah, try to explain, try to explain our internet to somebody from 1980. It's like they would not believe you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> That's, it's probably showing my age, or I don't know, my my upbringing, or my my um, my opposition to my upbringing. But when I see a uh, an advertisement for a business and it's like name of business phone number that's the entire message yeah. that they're conveying i'm like there's there's absolutely no way i'm doing business with this business like that yeah that's so i don't know if i want to say personal or impersonal or both somehow but You're like what i have to call you to have you do something disgusting. it's like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wait till i google it someday and just i i I just click on a link and you come and do whatever thing. And I never have to talk to you and you leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to look at it, or the wrong way to look at it, but I, I don't want anything to have to do with, with phone calls. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I have, I, I, I grew up with a phone in the wall with a really, really long cord so that you could take it out into the living room. Yeah. I'm, and it always I'm had old. those kinks in it where it yeah. would start reversing the way it was spinning and you're like, well, yeah. this won't come out now. I'm I'm old. My my first computer was an Apple II C. Look that motherfucker up. <laughs> <laughs> and um well, my, my parents were in um the early internet days uh, yeah. on computers, so I, I'm 31, and I've pretty much always had computers. So yeah, they, they they were they were pretty old. They were never apples, but I've always my, had computers. My two year old is uh, we she's two. We cannot let her get a hold of our phones. She will do stuff. She doesn't know exactly what she's doing, but she understands swiping already because she's seen us do it. It's so intuitive. My wife has picked up the Amazon remote and said, uh, find this or whatever. So now my two-year-old, who's obsessed with Five Little Monkeys, picks it up and says, find Five Little Monkeys. And we're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like, this Cancel is... Cancel all the credit cards. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, we're, we can't hide anything. Like, <laughs> So I have to figure out, and... I didn't go to school for business. No, communications, right? I, I, communicate. I was on the radio. The ra I, what's that? <laughs> right? Um, well, it's it's still thriving. It's just there's only 10 people in the country that are allowed to be on the radio. Yeah. It's not a great industry for I want to join this industry. Yeah. It's, it's very much 
it's very much uh this person died it's 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 like the yeah. supreme court somebody has to die for someone has to, to die for someone new to get into radio that's yeah that's, that's what it is it's like it's like teaching in certain areas it's like yeah. the supreme court it's it's all that so yeah, we had that we had a mayor in joliet for years i mean he was he was he was mayor forever it seemed like it was like it was almost like joliet was his backyard and then he i think he retired first and then he died i'm not exactly sure but it's weird since i grew up in the area it's weird to not see his name as mayor like that's that was the thing like he was just voted every year so yeah. and that's chicago politics for you <laughs> so once somebody's in they just stay there so what the the realtor needed for me uh, um i'm just gonna make me sound like a complete buffoon but they're like we need your your uh, your p l sheets and I'm like, in my, I didn't want to say any of this out loud, but in my head, I'm like, look, I keep track of everything, but I've never labeled any of my anything as what somebody in the industry would label it as. Yeah. I can get you all the information you need, but never have I ever made a sheet based on a template of something you learned day one in business school. And it's, it makes me sound like a complete idiot, but I... I, I have everything that I have, but I've never made a P&L sheet. I've never made a business plan. I've never, yeah. I don't write this stuff out. I just do it and it works or it doesn't. And I change what I change and then I make it work. <laughs> you Sorry. should just, uh, you should do like the elves from South Park. Just hand them a sheet with a, with a, a gnome on it that says underwear and then blank and then profit. <laughs> 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 What's in the middle? I was like, I haven't figured that out yet, but I will. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get my taxes done, and then be like, this should be enough information for you. Be like, here, I make money. <laughs> I almost just want to be like, look, here's my, here's my Square 1099, which is the retail. Here's my PayPal 1099, which is most of the online. Here's it by month for 2020 so you can see how things go up and down based on the pandemic because it's not like a necessarily a banner year for showing off your statements yeah depending on what you do because it's like i'm sure it's like retail and and online and then over the year it was like woo something like yeah. that but your online i almost want to be like look i have money coming in so you're good I don't have a header on this page that says whatever it is you're looking for, but here's the information. So I'm going to have to Google profit and loss sheet and be like, all right, how do I make one of these to appease Joe Guy over here? Yeah. This makes me sound like a complete idiot, but I'm going to have to Google that to see if there's a template for it or really what information is needs to be conveyed by it. Because I probably have all this information. Yeah. I just have it sorted my own way in my own spreadsheet. Yeah. It's not your and, spreadsheet. Yeah, and it's, it's you're probably right. It's probably something that's like textbook day one business school. And if so, it's out there on the internet. It's nothing you couldn't get, you know, if you, I can't if wait you look for the at comments it. on this. 
Yeah. <laughs> How do you run a business and you haven't, like, written it down? You don't have to write it down? Well, I spent that time making money, not yeah. writing it down. And and you're a prime example of, you see these people like, oh, I have $80,000 of student loan debt, and it's crushing and everything, and it's like, it's like, what what did you learn in college? Like, I hear somebody's like, oh, I have like a, a, I have like a BA in English or something or a philosophy degree. It's like, what did you learn that, that you couldn't have learned from the internet now? Like, I mean, we have all the information at in our fingertips. Um, you know, like, yeah, you get this piece of paper that says, yeah, you went to school, but here you are with all this debt, the piece of paper that says you went to school and you know you you know stuff and you can't get a job you know it's it's crazy it's like i got into um i had i had, I had a guy come in one time this is great go ahead and tell me <laughs> he, he wanted a job at my store this is a couple of years ago um and <laughs> i don't know if it was the ballsiest move or not but he told me that he has an associate's degree and that this is the minimum amount of money that he needs to make working for me <laughs> and i just laughed him out of there <laughs> i was like you know nice power move it didn't work <laughs> i i got into and i'm a little ashamed of this because this is something you should never do i got into an internet argument like a back and forth argument with somebody once uh on like facebook or something it wasn't even on my page it was like it was like a friend of somebody we both knew we didn't know each other and he was arguing something about history to me and um i was making a good argument he was he wasn't seeing the point i was trying to make but at one point he got peeved when i cited something in history and he said he said oh don't argue with me i have a master's degree in history to which I could not type it fast enough. I said, oh, you have a master's degree in history? What Olive Garden do you work at? <laughs> and after that, that that ended it. I didn't hear a peep out of him after that. And I'm like, holy shit, it's does corrupt, this guy actually work at Olive Garden? <laughs> yeah, I, luckily I, um, I, did, I do have a bachelor's, but I don't have any student debt. So yeah. I kind of got to start life pretty good. I think what I learned in college is how to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't have anything to do with with being on the radio. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. If you if you were heart set on being on the radio, and that's what you went to school for, and you've got if you were saddled with all this debt, and you just couldn't get into the radio industry because, like you said, it's it's a in and out die thing. And that's all you're willing to do, or whatever. But you found you found a different way. You you found a different path, you know that that works or something. If you went to school and you didn't, you know, you couldn't find a way. I like. What did you go to school for? Like, what did you learn? Like, you went to school for communications, but you, like you said, you learned how to be an entrepreneur doing that. You know that sets you up to where you're being now. It's like, I would say your education was well spent, but like if you went to school for 
anything, even something useful like engineering, and you can't get a job as an engineer, it's like, well, that's not working for you. So what else did you learn in school? What else can you apply to be successful? Like, you know, that's... Hopefully it's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's like, well, I only learned how to be an engineer. I only learned how to be, you know, to be a... Shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do something. It's like, I hear people like, oh, I went to college and I work at Walmart. It's like, well, you're doing something wrong. Like... <laughs> Find something else. I don't know what. That's not my job to tell you. But, you know, find something else because this isn't working, you know, what you're doing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to, to solve society's ill. I'm just here to talk about Lego and BrickLink and stuff. So, Well, I do like the idea of getting this store. But I know deep down that I need to look at several places. As much as I want to... I'm just the kind of person who, like, saw a place, rent a place, it's good. I, I'm not a shop-around person, but yeah. this is a big decision, so. Well, see, this is this is where a realtor would actually do you good, because you could you could go into a realtor, say, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I want a good price. I don't want to overpay on the market or wherever. And you could be like, have at it. And then probably, you know, a day or two later, the realtor call you and be like, I have three places for you to look at. They meet all your criteria, everything you told me. And then it's just a matter of you're like, I like this over the other. But, you know, I applaud you for wanting to wanting the experience, you know, I I want to I want to stay in the town I'm in because selfishly, I don't want to change the name of my store. Right. Yeah, it would still apply if I don't leave the town. And it's a big enough town that I'm sure there's plenty of vacancies. I just need and I know. See, I already know what I want. I don't. I, I know what I want the the strip to can to have in it. Right. You want I the know, dock. I I know. Well, I don't need a dock. I just it would be nice to have a door that's bigger than uh, a people door. Yeah, a door you could drive a Volkswagen through. That would <laughs> be good, right? <laughs> no, I. I don't need anything like that. I just I need. I need a door that's more than seven feet high, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, or, I, I, I or got, you need a you need a slot big enough to slide your walls through. <laughs> yeah, I, I got like uh, I got kind of um, I was dreaming a little bit, and I got the tape measure out. I'm like, well, let me let me take a look at these stud walls. I'm like, nope, there's no way around it. These these things are huge. I was like, well, yeah. what if I? What if I, what if I go diagonal through the door? I mean, that's the longest, the longest straight is diagonally in a rectangle. No, no, these things are huge. What if I cut the tops off because it didn't really need to go up that high? No. <laughs> like trying to move a couch into a tiny apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and then I, I haven't even considered what else I have that is bigger than the doorway, but. Anyway, I I want there to be a grocery store in the strip. Usually it's the anchor. This one has one. The other strip has the same grocery store in it, but the turnover is much higher in that strip. It's got like 50% vacancy at any given time, and that's just too unstable for me. It's also one town over, so the name wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Although, <laughs> it would be kind of funny to be the warmest of brick shop 
Instead that of more Mister. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could just change it. Just put next. To War Mister Big Shop. <laughs> one one of my favorite like slick advertising ideas with with War Mister Big Shop is like telling people where it is has always been as simple as just giving them the street address because the town is already like the name of the store. Yeah, it's like where's War Mister Big Shop? Ten ninety nine Martin's Road. Yeah. End of sentence. And you don't have to tell them where it's like. <laughs> you don't need a town. You don't need a state. You don't need a zip. You know all this already. Yeah. But I got I to gotta look at some more places, and I, I don't want to just kind of ghost this one place. Yeah. So I need to. I also, I, I would like to send them the financials. They just refer to it as, send us your financials. I want to <laughs> send them that because I need to know if I'm qualified or not. Because if I for some reason, don't qualify for it. I'd like to know that so I can do better and then try again instead of wasting my time now. Your your financials should just be a picture of you leaning against a Lamborghini surrounded by money. <laughs> <laughs> and a picture of me holding my PayPal 1099. Like, Enough for you? That's... Uh... Yeah, my financials are just um, how many of the the one by two green tiles with the dollar printed on it that yeah. I have. I, I don't sell them. I just every time I find them, I keep them. I got like I got like a gallon of them. Just be like, boom, <laughs> money. I am excited though that I sold I sold my first batch of dots. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to look up what those numbers were cuz I uploaded all the dots on Friday. Yeah. Friday was when the sorting com- finished. I don't know when we started. We've been sorting dots for a while. Me the everyone on the team sorted dots at some point until the dots were done and it was over 200,000 parts. Wow. It was over 2,000 packs mixed were, uh, Series 1 and Series 2. Were any of these, of, of those, I, I'm not super familiar with the dots uh, in the packages and everything, are any of them like, oh, this is a white tile and this is a white tile, but they have something else printed on them. So yes. in addition to sorting them, you have to flip them over and see if it's a rainbow or if it's there a are. smiley face. It, it was. A, <laughs> they are semi-blind variable packs. So... Let's take the series two for example. It is there's five parts that are the same. They're blanks, um, and you get twenty or twenty one of all of those. Uh, I figured it should have been evened, but I, I took a pack at random and I opened it and I sorted it so I can get all my counts right because I just use the multiply in Brickstock. Pro right. tip: you can't multiply by four digits. For the quantity multiply? <laughs> yeah, I fucking found that out. So I had to do like... They wrote that code. They're like, nobody's going to part out this much. They're like, they yeah. have not that clutch. So I had to do two part outs and then merge them together into one file so I could get a times 1551 on the purple pack. So it was... It's it's 20 or 21. I forget which one was 20 and the rest were 21, but it's... uh. 
a satin trans clear one by one round tile, which is only in that pack. It is a a coral one by one round tile, only in that pack. It's a blue one by one round tile, and then it's the quarter round uh, in medium azure and bright light orange. So those are the five staples, and then you get you get eleven. Uh, printed tiles randomly out of a total of 16 different prints. So, so when you do the part out, did, do you actually, did you actually have to go and count those, what those ones that were random because they're random? Yes. Fuck. (laughs) So everything else was a, a multiply all the staples, but then, and keep in mind, the the printed tiles are ten percent of the entire job. Yeah, yeah. By quantity, they're ten percent. So all of those got pulled out as if they were one of the the six different things, six different cups we were sorting into. Oh that gosh. one at the end, which was a lot, had to get sorted out by sixteen styles, and then each of those styles had to get counted. My scale isn't good enough for one by one tiles. Right. So it's I, not, but yeah. once they were sorted, you know, you dump them out on the table and you can count by twos pretty damn quick. Now, there were uh, there were between eight and nine hundred of each of them. But that's not that hard to count. Especially when they're small and it's all the same thing. And you don't have to look at them. You don't have to flip them at that point. You just count them off. So yeah. there's eight to nine hundred of each of those. Those ones had to get counted and uploaded. So to give you an idea, those all went straight each to their own uh, 18 drawer stack on drawer. That's what size that was. And then the the regular unprinted tiles from that batch, which were between 31 and 32,000 of each. Um, I also dropped the numbers down by 20 for just ones that fell and rolled just away. Adding, yeah. Although I probably should have dropped it by more. Find that shit all over. So if somebody wants to go buy 32,000 of them for you, hey, congratulations, you got 20 for free probably. <laughs> probably. Um, those ones went all straight to their own 16-quart bin, which was maybe two-thirds full. When they all got dumped in there, it was like three the gallons of each of those. Yeah, the big shoebox. The big shoebox. The one the they sell four or five packs. The, yeah. yeah. I always forget if it's four or five. I think it's four. Yeah. yeah I think it's a four pack, and then the, the regular shoeboxes are a ten pack. Ten pack, yeah. Which I also, I, I got a new Fulfilled by Clutch consigner who gave me all of their pick brick cups and all of their shoeboxes as well. So I will never have to buy shoeboxes ever again. I just got. No, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. You're gonna move into bigger, bigger space. <laughs> I got hundreds of them. Uh, what I do want to do is replace out. Last time I got somebody's collection of shoeboxes, they were all the squared off ones instead yeah. of the, the rounded ones from Walmart. They were the square ones from like Target or whatever. They don't fit so well on the black plastic shelves as the round ones, and this is a real stupid problem. But I'm gonna have to. Use the same, print out another set of the, the bin labels, slap them on the round ones, and then transpose the parts from the square ones to the round ones so that they fit on the shelves again well. Right. And then the square ones will just be our, we don't need that many, but yeah. that'll be our sorting and toting sorting and trace, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
We can always use more bins somehow. Um, yeah, so I sold, I sold some dots. I've been eagerly looking at all my Bricklink orders, waiting for some dots to start selling because when I did the uh, send wanted list notifications, it was zero. <laughs> that was kind of crushing to sell, to upload $19,000 in dots. And that was just the, um, the blanks from the purple packs. And then have it say zero people were emailed about this. So is it this one? I sold 2,000. Yeah, 2,000 of the blues I sold as $170. Let's go into California, like all packages do. And I'm happy. You should I mean, be. Yeah, I, 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 I'm into these dots for about four thousand dollars plus a whole lot of man hours yeah but that's what you pay the employees to sort it no that's what i pay for the dots yeah Um, but what you but then you're into it for whatever yes yeah the the man hours is all the the employees who got paid to do that instead of doing something else yeah i realized they were going to get paid you know regardless for doing something yeah yeah i didn't track how much money how many hours it was for the job i don't really want to know I just know that's what the job was that week or two weeks. But I just want to know that they're going to start selling. I don't need that money back right now. I don't yeah. expect that money back right now. But I want to know that they're going to sell in some capacity. Um, I know that I have I have a small selection of all 32 prints on my Build-A-Fig table, which is 50 cents per piece, which is the best you'll ever get for any of those. And I've made uh, $7 in selling dots so far over two weekends. It's, it's minuscule, but I've moved a few there, which is nice. I don't know if I'm going to keep them out there forever. If I'm going to, yeah, I guess if they start selling online, the printed ones, I'll. That'd be a different story if you were seeing the traffic you would normally see without everything going on, right? Because is your store seeing less foot traffic? That's hard to say because I'm only open three days a week now. Right. I used to be open seven. So I've condensed all the customers who would come in a week into a nice lucrative three-day window, which... I'm super happy about it. The store next to me, they have super short hours and they're slammed because they have conditioned their customers to give them the most money for the least amount of man hours. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. And I'm happy that I've been able to make that work in the three-day window. But if I move to one of these spots, I'm probably going to have to be seven days a week which means I'm going to have to hire people to work the counter. I just really hate the idea of there not being any customers. And it's like, I'm paying them, but they're not skilled enough. They're they're skilled enough for the retail job, but they're not skilled enough to do any of the BrickLink centric Lego stuff. Right. And I would love to, for them to have tasks to do when there's no one in the store, but 
I don't know what I could train people to do. It's, it doesn't sound like it's really, like, you don't need a degree. It doesn't sound like you need a degree to do bricklink stuff, but you, I don't know that you can learn what you need to learn to do bricklink. I think you have to have some of that in you to begin with. Yeah. That could be wrong. You would, you would need like an a It's like, okay, the, the vegetation gets separated and minifigure parts get separated. And, you know, this, and uh, some things are just, they just don't go into the regular bulk. You know, the worst part you know? about hiring a though. Yeah. Then they want to. Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 they're too into the brick. That's a problem. They're, they're too into it. And it's, it's fine if you follow the process of buying this stuff. Like, yes, you get to see it before anybody else does, but you can buy it like anybody else does. It's when everyone starts wanting it here, wanting it now, wanting it before you know what it's worth. Um, I'd rather you like it, you're coveting it, it gets uploaded to the BrickLink, you're the first person to know about it, you buy it. Yeah. I want it to go through the system. Because it's just, it's cleaner, I can track it, I it makes more sense. I, I don't care about the 3% fees, just do it the right way. It's just, it's hard to hire AFOLs because they, um, they're impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm generalizing them. They they don't they want it early. And I'm, but I'm sure that's it's it's probably like that at any type of business that that sells a product where a fan of that product is going to want to work with that product. Yeah. It's like uh it's like Toys R Us hire, hiring all the Star Wars nerds and they're, the reason they got the job at the back room of the Toys R Us was so that they could get, you know, the action figures before they hit the shelves. They were going to put them aside and then they were going to buy them, um, you know, and like that's their whole deal or whatever to circumvent the crowd and the public and everything like that so that they could get their, you know, their things for their their little collection or whatever. And um it's a hindrance because like my wife, she briefly worked at Toys R Us for a little while. Uh, and she's like, yeah, they're super strict. They're like, we've had people like steal things and everything, you know, cause they're, that's what they're doing. They're trying to sell stuff out the back door. I, I only took the job at target so I could buy street day buy, Lego. And that's exactly yeah, buy what street I did. Day Lego at a discount. Yeah. Buy it, buy Lego early at a discount and take all of the signage before it was thrown in the compactor. Yeah, I uh... there there was multiple times where I would just oh this is gonna get compacted. Well, um, I'm gonna go walk this outside out the back door, put it over by yonder pallets, and then on my way out when my shift is over, swing the car around and throw it in the car and go home. See, we we couldn't even open up the back door. It was it was alarmed if you opened it up. It, it can only be opened by an LOD unless you were an LOD or something. You might be you went to college so. No, no, no. Um, in fact, all the all the LODs, all the TLs were like they didn't go to college. 
that's really? why they that's yeah that's why they were at the rank that they were at at that time in their life is like well i started four years before you did so i make a dollar an hour more than you and i can tell you what to do see when i worked i worked uh at a at a target before i did any of this and um I didn't, I didn't, I, that was, it was just a job to me. I went there, I clocked in, I did my job, I clocked out and all of our, our, all of our LODs and everything like that, they were all bachelor's degree college graduates. And we were talking with one one day, he said he, he liked doing this job because he didn't want to go sit in an office and wear a suit and tie uh, that this is what he wanted to do. And their, their whole thing was, you know, to, to work this job as a supervisor or whatever, and then, you know, um, get management of their own store one day. Um, it never happens. Yeah. Well, uh, when I, the store I was at, I actually, when I started there, there was this guy that the, the store manager that ran the store had worked at target since he was like 16. And that's all he did. He, he didn't have a college degree. He worked at target and he never quit. And he got moved up and moved up and moved up. And eventually he had his own store. And then I got deployed. And when I came back, uh, you're, you're entitled to your job. They can't tell you no. Uh, they, and, if, and if people got raises while you were gone, they have to give it back to you. It's the law. They have to give you the, you know, the raises. And um, I went back because, you know, it was what I had at the time. And... Um, there was a new store manager and uh, I was like, Oh, what happened? You know, what happened to Dale? And they're like, Oh, he retired. And they're like, they're like, you're probably never, ever going to see somebody ever again that started pushing carts at target and working a register. And you'll never see that person become a team lead. Now, like all they did was hire college grads to, you know, into like LOD positions and supervisor positions and everything. And then they send them from store to store to store. And then eventually they, you know, they maybe give them their own store, you know? So there was some, there's a lot of time when the back door was just open because there's um, like um, vendors were coming yeah. in and out or we were bringing pallets out or we had a lot of um, uh, storage uh, trailers outside yeah. for during a remodel or during black friday or whatever so there was a lot of access happening outside so it was often open and you just you just go outside yeah that wasn't that wasn't the case in my store maybe it's maybe it's where i'm at probably <laughs> probably like okay. keep it locked down but um maybe. like i said i i wasn't doing this at the time so unfortunately i did not use my discount for sets if i did it now i definitely would um i remember one time going through a target and I, I had like i had like six batman sets they were like 80 dollars sets or something i was watching them and they finally dropped down to like 50 percent. like i didn't want them at 30 because it was like it was shit <laughs> i was like all right and uh I waited for him to drop to 50 and then I load him up in my cart and I go, you know, you've encountered this too. All of us that do this encounter this where you get up to the register, you have multiple copies of the same Lego set in the register and the, 
the clerk at the register uh, has no idea what you're doing. Like, they're just like, you know, what, what is, is there somebody have a birthday or something, you know? And it's, I, I actually explained to this you woman. You start saying yes. Yeah, it was like, but I actually explained to this woman at the time, this was an older woman, and she's like, well, what do you need six of these for? And I was like, well, I was like, they're 50% off. I go, and they part out for three times of what they're worth. And, like, she was just looking at me like, like, what? And I was like, just ring it up. You don't understand. (laughs) And side note. I happen to know that that set, I've already made my money back off of it because I've sold the minifigures in them and all the mini, because I, because I waited for the 50% drop down, all the minifigures covered the cost of the sets. So I'm like, I remember buying, so when I was at Target, it was when like the, um, I guess the Justice League set started coming out. So that Aquaman set that we is infamous for uh, being on clearance forever. And yeah. everyone who's ever had a Brickling store has part of that set out. Um, I bought them before the street date, full price with the discount. I mean, if I had known that set was going to be as awful as it was, I would never have bought that one. I would have put more money than other ones. But I sold all the figures on eBay because Bricklink didn't have an inventory for it yet or whatever. And they're all gone. So I guess I, I flipped them fast enough before it really went down the drain. Yeah. But I, the sets I remember getting there early were that one and the um, Spider-Man with the, the Vulture and the Shocker set, the the white van. Okay, yeah. I parted out that Aquaman set too because like you said you have a Brickling store so you did that and um, I think like a couple months ago somebody bought every single one of the Aquamans like they were all just piled in a drawer that's good it's just somebody, somebody how bought many parademons are you going to have that's the I, I still and have all my parademons nobody's Atlantean bought those guards. Yeah, I still have those nobody's bought those but um, you're, you're better off just parting them all out all the way and being like hey I've got a whole drawer of light nougat hands yeah some of all those hands and then you'll get some return i might or then you have a whole bunch of yellow torsos or gold torsos that can be wiped by somebody like um citizen brick or something i wonder if they actually <laughs> have anything i wonder if they're too big i don't to know deal with wiping they probably are i i just i and although they could also have some sort of more industrial way of wiping them like, yeah they melt down sort of, don't they buy like they buy small triggers parts. and blurs like the I things that don't triggers. sell you know <laughs> Although my triggers are probably too expensive for them to buy for that purpose but they uh they buy small parts and they melt them and they recast them which is awesome yeah i just i wish they would need to recast something in dark bluish gray those triggers man I'm really glad that the flick fire missiles are no longer in sets because they're they're selling and you don't have more coming in, so your your quantity isn't going in the wrong direction with those ones anymore. But the triggers, like they're literally never going to sell. Yeah, there's no there's no use for them. You can't 
you can't even hook them up to anything. No. You know? The only thing you could use them for is, like, if you had... And people make, a, like, a water feature, and it's just loose studs in there. If you had some sort of textural feature that was just those, like, uh, like you're raking sand or something. Yeah. And you had all those... Or, or like, if you're gonna melt them down, or um, if you had a, a street crew working on the street and you actually had like a damaged street, and that's yeah. what they were digging up was the triggers. The, pr the problem with that is that anyone who buys Lego already has more than they need of those pieces. Yes. Yeah. No one's going. Damn! I ran out. I better order some more. You can uh, you can take those triggers and you can put them in the garbage can behind your modular building because that's what they are. They're trash. They go in the garbage. <laughs> They're almost worth just, I want to say throwing away, but you can probably recycle them because it's plastic. I, I almost think it's worth just getting rid of them so they're not in your life anymore. They're not yeah. weighing down your mind. Just know that they're gone. Like whenever yeah. we get, um, whenever, in the used bulk, whenever we get, uh, parts that have stickers on them but the stickers have turned that brittle texture where they just flake off into powder yeah i don't know if you've experienced that i don't know what causes that if it's just age or if it's age plus it has been washed in some way or what causes them to turn into that powder where it's it's on there but if you look at it wrong it's gonna turn to dust that never actually comes off of the brick whenever we find those we just throw them away yeah. It's easier to throw them away, first world problems, than it is to try to scrape some sense out of it. Kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, containers. There's one way containers that come, like, from China. Like, they'll make them there, they'll send them overseas on the ship, and they'll never go back. They just come here, they get made into something else, or they get scrapped. Oh, that's interesting. There's, yeah, there's no... Um, there are containers that go back and forth, but, like, um, I think it might be the food, the containers that carry food. They can't be reused or something like that. And that's... Uh, if you're building, like, a container home or something, they say, like, that's... That's what you need, because you need to make sure whatever container you had never had chemicals in it. Because yeah. even if the chemicals aren't in it anymore, there might be a trace of this cancer-causing agent or something in there. So it has to be this certain kind of container that you're sure of. And um, there's just stuff that just doesn't make sense to do. It's kind of like an airline. Like, it doesn't make sense to do this flight. Uh, but it makes sense to do the flight if you stop here. You know, that's the only way it's cost effective or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's there's things you wouldn't think of. You would just think, oh, a plane can make money flying from A to B. It's like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. It's there's, you know, there's there's problems with it. Like you never fly the plane back full. So you have to do something else with it. So I feel like the triggers are, are like that for the, the Lego industry. I find They're that just, stuff super interesting. Yeah. To to. To, to learn things that you think are so black and white because why wouldn't they be? And then you realize what's really happening. It's, yeah. it, it interests me. Yeah. 
kind of like, I, this is random, but I was just reminded, I saw a thing in the Old West, they said nails used to be so valuable back in the Old West that when a, some, a homesteader left their cabin or left their home to, you know, go to somewhere else, um, they would set fire to the cabin because uh, the wood would burn and then they would go through the ashes and they would pick out all the nails because the nails were valuable. Sounds it like was harder. Point. Yeah. It was harder to get nails in the old West. So, but, but taking the place apart wasn't worth it. So you just burn it to the ground and then you just go through the ashes and pick out the nails. And um, I, I always thought that was interesting, but that seems like the same problem, you know, I'm I'm finding more and more aspects of what I do to have situations like that where you would think that doing it the right way, doing it the no corners cut way is yeah. the right way to do it, is the way you should be doing it. But then you realize that there are sacrifices you can make here and there that overall have a bigger impact on the productivity of the store like if you question it throw it away like don't ask me is this part too damaged throw it away yeah we find a lot of that yeah i've done that i've done that with use too it's like if i if i find a, if i find a brick that's like not on or something like that. Like I don't try to save it. I just toss it, you know, but if it's good and some kid, you know, wrote on it with marker because they needed a black brick. So they took a Sharpie to the white brick to make it a black brick. Um, I don't bother to sort that down. I throw that, I throw that like, in a like a junk pile and it's like filler brick for like, if I ever build a hill or something and I just need something that's never going to be seen, you know, um, but, um, it's worth it because it's still functional, but like if it's, if it's like an old blue brick or something and it's broken because that happens to some of these yeah. colors, they, they, they get brittle. Uh, I'll just toss them. I'll just toss it. It's like it's the, we find, it. we find incomplete sticker sheets in the yeah. book where it's a couple stickers were used or just got missing somehow. Yeah. The rest of the sticker sheets brand new. You could upload it as a sticker sheet with a custom photo and a description and a lower price and probably sell it or you could throw it away <laughs> you there's um uh we've we got i got some bulk from the lego store that had uh a decommissioned nes in it uh, I don't know if it was the store display one or if it was just the damaged box one. I think that's too early still to have the store display one taken back apart. But I don't know if it was all in there. I don't really care. It was mostly in there, but it was also with a bunch of other stuff. And me and my team have a sorting process where the cream is going to rise at the top. I don't need to look up what the good parts in the NES are. They're going to get listed through the process. But yeah. uh, today... One of my employees was sorting, and there was the tile with, like, the, the um, I don't know, it was a printed tile from the NES, and they wanted to know, they wanted to buy it, and they wanted to know what, what I would charge them for it, and they said, it's never been sold used, obviously, 
and the new average is a dollar thirty. And I said, well, then I would list it for a dollar thirty-three. But it's used; it shouldn't be worth more than new. And I said, if somebody <laughs> wants it, a part is a part. Yeah. And if there's no used data, I use new data for used parts. Right. I need and new data. There are instances where, unbelievably, a used piece does sell for more than a new piece. It's, it's not unbelievable. It's very yeah. Common. It's yeah. It's it's. I know you've encountered it. You've said it. I'm pretty sure on this show before. It's super common. <laughs> it makes sense on paper, but it baffles a lot of people. Yeah. So I I will sell that part used for more than a new part average is because if you're in my store and you're placing an order and that's one of the pieces you want, you're going to add it to your cart. Yeah. It's what you need. You'll buy it if it's what you want. Yeah. Just like the three cent minimum on parts. Like I've got uh, my uh, 2780s, the friction pins in, in new and in used are both at a uh the 16 quart big shoe box at this point the yeah. one's almost full the other one's almost full and i'm probably one of the more expensive stores for those but a lot of orders will grab 10 of them yeah because it's that's the principle of what they're building they don't care that you're a few cents more or whatever they're just trying to get everything in one package uh, in the least amount of packages possible. If they go to another store where it's cheaper, that store has less and less stuff for them. They make another order. You, once you figure shipping in, it, it's just cheaper to get it from you. So, Why is Andrew Lee texting me links for Yacht Rock? Like, I, no idea. <laughs> I would be the one who had told him about it. Just text him back. That's rad, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's rad, homie. <laughs> I've been talking about this series since it came out. Apparently, apparently there's a there's a me lookalike in uh, the third episode of it. I've seen this episode, like or this this series through a bunch of times. In fact, we had a a game at one of the Philly Brickfests called Yacht Mox, which uh, was in, like, the pit of all red 2x4 bricks or whatever. And you had to... We had that we played Smooth Jams over the PA, played Yacht Rock, and you had to build a nautical-themed mock out of just the red 2x4 bricks, and it was, like, a half hour. That was the game. That was the whole game, Yacht Mox. And it was just the songs we wanted to pick from the Yacht Rock series. And it was great. <laughs> but it's just weird to... That's like the second time worlds have collided for me today. It's weird to have somebody tell you about something that you've told a lot of people about, but you didn't tell them about it. Um, it's almost like a mom share. <laughs> and the other one today is uh, my first customer of the day today at the store was somebody that uh, JD from Shelf Gravy and Figure Banging and uh, uh, Breaking the Mold, all on the Roma Collectors channel. Uh, JD is a tattoo artist, and he recommended one of his clients who likes Lego to come check out my store. He's probably two hours west of me. 
and they showed up today and they're like are you chris uh jd sent me jd from uh, i forget the tattoo shop he's at which i didn't know what the name of it was before but and i, I don't remember it now but he said the name of it and i i was kind of taken aback because like yes i know who he is and i know that he he's a tattoo artist and i know that he likes lego but it was weird to have those two things happen at the same time. Like, I'm behind the counter at my Lego store, and someone's telling me about one of my friends from the realm of collectors that I know mostly through podcasts. It's like, whoa, this can happen? This is this is real life? I was like, yes. I was like, yes, I know JD. <laughs> Sorry that took me a second. I just didn't expect to hear that name in this context. That's always fun, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing the small world hits you. Well, we won't we won't let this go on for too long. It's been an hour and a half. I think that's good enough. Yeah. I'll publish this and then uh cut it in half and make two episodes. <laughs> we're back on track. Uh I have every intention of putting out as many episodes as there are weeks, even if some of them are late and I have to play catch up and, and give you like three in one week to get back on track if possible. Uh, so there's going to be as many as there were weeks, even if you get them all late. Even if Chris has to scrape the bottom of the barrel and call bone shaker to <laughs> Hey bone shaker. Um, you've been elevated from, person who comments on the videos to person that's in the videos from asshole that makes snarky comments to somebody that actually talks to you <laughs> i don't want to do the show by myself i don't think i could entertain anyone for an hour by myself no i i think andrew lee has a lock on that the way he does bricks and beer uh Right? I know he does he, a great job of being the only person on that show. Yeah, when he when he has a guest, it's good. Like he he's there's nothing wrong with him having a guest, but just him talking to you in that little room with the you know with his collection behind him. Uh, yeah, he does a great job. I think he's the master of it. I think uh, I think he's really a friend to the camera the way he does it. You know. I'm so happy to hear that Andrew Lee watched the entire Yacht Rock and described it as a maze balls. <laughs> if you haven't watched Yacht Rock, Y-A-C-H-T, Yacht, it is a 12-part series on YouTube. It was originally on, I don't know, whatever that Canadian TV thing is. <laughs> it's oddly Canadian. <laughs> it's, it's um, I think it's Canadian. It's um, it's everything isn't series. everything Canadian. Yes, somehow. How many actors the, have you watched? You're like, oh, they're from Canada. They're from Canada too. They're from Canada. It's like, is anyone most from of any? them? They're either from Canada or England. We don't yeah. actually make our own actors here. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it's called Yacht Rock. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's a 12 part series, but don't get worried. It's it's 59 minutes in total. For all 12 parts. <laughs> so you can watch the whole thing in an hour. They're short. I don't know if they came out weekly or what they were, but they're hilarious. It's a mockumentary, like Spinal Tap style. Yeah. It's a music mockumentary. And if you have any interest in in that kind of genre, uh, it doesn't even matter that it's about a music genre you might not appreciate. 
it's Bless really funny. Toto. It's done. There's a lot of Toto in it. Yeah. It's done by Dan Harmon, uh, a la Community and uh, Rick and Morty. So that should be enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm a Rick and Morty fan. <laughs> I've never seen Rick and Morty, oh, but I, I did watch most of Community, and I think Yacht Rock is great. Go check out Yacht Rock. And and uh, tell Andrew Lee on Bricks and Beer that he is like... 15 years late for Yacht Rock. <laughs> I found out about Yacht Rock when I was in college, and I don't even think it was new then. So, you should watch it too, Bone Shaker. I'll give it a look. It'll only take an hour. It'll only take an hour. <laughs> I tell people that when they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't like taking recommendations. It's an hour. I think it's funny. I apologize in advance if you don't. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the episode. I saw a um, commercial for it once. <laughs> for Yacht Rock? Yeah, I saw the it. Series? It, was, it was either a commercial for Yacht Rock or they were actually selling, like, you know, they're like Music Now mix CDs. They were actually oh. selling uh, Yacht Rock CDs. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's technically a genre or if this series has made that term be the genre. But I, I synonymize Yacht Rock with this, um, this series of videos, which is in turn about a style of music from the 70s and 80s. But I don't know if, if you looked on like iTunes, if it would be branded as Yacht Rock for some of these artists, some of these I songs. Know. I don't know. I, I, they might have even coined the term with the series, but I, I couldn't tell you that for sure. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by Yacht Rock. Go watch it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Jason Lee is in a couple episodes, and he is playing Kevin Bacon in the episodes. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I think that's probably the only person you're going to recognize. Um Yeah, Dan Harmon is in it as Ted Templeman, the uh, the producer for um, Steely Dan. Or, sorry, um, the producer for shit, uh, Doobie Brothers. What's with also, all the Steely Dan? <laughs> he's the producer for the, all the Doobie Brothers albums, but he also produced the first Van Halen album with the episodes all about how like he went from doing these smooth albums to to van halen and it's i think it's hilarious watch it and tell me that i'm wrong i'll give it a look <laughs> you give it an hour is what you'll give it we'll see you next time bye <laughs>